You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Featuring Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author of 12 books and a 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated. Matt Coulter, a former Alabama Broadcaster of the Year and longtime media personality. And Christian Miller, a national championship-winning linebacker at Alabama who was drafted by the Carolina Panthers. Here's Lars, Matt, and Christian. Gentlemen, if I could bother you, I would do it. I don't even mind if you four gate students at night. So beautiful today. Good grief. Welcome into Big Noon Sports, brought to you by Haley Sansing Union Home Mortgage. Lots to talk about today. First, our guest lineup, Steve Irvine, will join us in a little bit, and then Terry Henley as well to talk about TJ Finley. And if anybody's surprised by this, they must just be reading the stock pages because uh, he has put himself in the transfer portal. News from there, Lars. Uh, I have a suggestion for him. I don't think he'll take it. But if I were him, I would go the route of Ryan Perilou, who was a, another hot shot, going to be quarterback at LSU, end up transferring to Jacksonville State University now that they've got Rich Rodriguez, Lars, is that a direction you think Finley would even consider? Yeah, I do. Um, I think uh, maybe keep an eye on FAU. Um, and they're, uh, I know that uh, their coach, Tom Herman, remember how once highly regarded he was, uh, boy, how his star has fallen, right, since he was the offensive coordinator at Ohio State and then the head coach at Texas. But um, I know that they're in the market for a quarterback. Um, maybe uh, uh, a place called uh, maybe Eastern Carolina. Uh, I've even heard that UAB, um, that UAB is already taken in uh, one transfer quarterback in uh, Landy Liddy, who maybe has the best name in all of college football. Um, uh, the front runner at UAB is, is Jacob Zeno. Right, who played in nine games last season after transferring from Baylor, um, and uh, another team, Louisiana Monroe. Uh, you know, I, I think he's just—he's going to have to step down a level. Uh, would you agree with that, Christian? Yeah, well, I mean, I, yes, but I, really, just he needs to pursue the field and not any you know financial situation at this point. I know a lot of people transfer for that reason nowadays, but. Yeah, I think whatever gives him the best opportunity to see the field, whether and if that is a, you know, a smaller school, then so be it. But yeah, I think just wherever he can get a chance to play, that's the most critical thing here because, um, you know, a quarterback, you, you need tape, you need film. And, uh, you know, without that, he's not going to have much of a chance to really pursue anything after college. So yeah, whatever position uh, gives him the best chance to get on the field ASAP, because I believe he's a graduate. I think he has to be if he's transferring at this point. Um, so that being said, yeah, you know, his time is limited. Go to wherever you can get on the field the quickest and uh, make the most of your opportunity. That's great advice. Uh, and, you know, I've got to train my brain to think about how much NIL influences guys that get in the transfer portal. And 
you know, if somebody comes up with a hundred grand to go to FAU or FAI or whatever the case may be, UAB, Troy, Jack State, um, I, I think you're suggesting that he go where he can play and forget about the NIL money. But these days, Absolutely. I'm not so sure these kids look at it that way, Christian. No, but again, I think every circumstance is different. I never would really say chase any money with this, but you know, younger guys most definitely are going to consider that. However, if you're a graduate or you're a guy, very limited eligibility left, and you you haven't really gotten to play or you know prove yourself, screw the money. You know, I mean, you you just leave that alone. That will come if you know you make the most of your opportunity. But even if you're a younger guy, I would tell you, pursue the field, pursue uh, the right fit, pursue that education. Because, again, if you if you play your cards right and you take care of business on the field, the money will come in the in, in the in the long term. You know, like I think right now, a lot of these younger guys we're hearing are, are being pursued to go in the to go in the portal. You know, they're getting offered these big NIL deals. And if it's a good fit and you get a big NIL deal, great. Um, but I think you just lose sight of, of the main goal. And that's really for most of not most for all of these kids is to play in the national football league. And I think, you know, there's a potential that kids can be misled, you know, chasing the wrong things and they can put them on a path that might not be the best path for them to uh, accomplish those goals because they're too busy focused on the wrong things, which might be money or you, whatever it is, you know, but I'm just a firm believer. If you go and do what you needed to do, uh, you know, everything will pay off and you'll get all the money, all the everything that you want, you can get in the end. You know, I just I just hope these kids are following those rules now. Um, because I, I, I think they'll be very happy and satisfied if they if they stay true to themselves and don't chase money, they chase opportunities and make the most of them. So Matt in uh in Christian, it, it it's so interesting just to go back and see how this whole thing is unraveled. Uh, at Auburn and the uh, code, the codes that the coaches are speaking in across the country to their quarterbacks. I believe that Auburn's starting quarterback next year is going to be Casey Thompson. Maybe Auburn fans never heard of him. He was the starter at Nebraska last year and he was once the starter at Texas. But late last week, Matt Rule came out and said, uh, he was the head coach at Nebraska, that his quarterback, that Jeff Sims, uh, who's a transfer from Georgia Tech, said that he's as good as any. He said, I've been to pro days all all over the country. Uh, Nobody throws the ball as good as Jeff Sims. Well, a little bit, and, and Sims, you know, didn't have huge statistics at Georgia Tech. But that sent a clear signal to Casey Thompson. All right. And so Casey Thompson uh, is sort of sitting around, well, what do, what do I do? And then Hugh Freeze on Thursday night, he was going through uh, across Alabama on the, uh, on the, on the annual uh, ambush tour. He was in Huntsville. And he said um, that uh, when talking about the quarterback position, he said, quote, we need to improve that position. We do. Does it improve? Does improving it mean we improve the ones we have, or does it mean getting one in the portal? <laughs> so that was on Thursday. I think it was on Friday. Casey Thompson announced that he was entering the portal. 
on Saturday. You know where Casey Thompson was? Auburn. Down on the plains in Auburn. Yes. <laughs> and it's just, uh, again, it's just, it's just, it's not coach speak. It's coaches speaking in code. And they're, they're, they're sending messages to their players of, you know, kind of where they rank in the depth chart, uh, you know, where, um, you know, if they should look into other opportunities. But I, I truly believe that it, and Casey Thompson would be a huge upgrade, huge upgrade. He's a very, very good player. Um, you know, his dad is Charles Thompson. You guys remember him, former quarterback at Oklahoma um, years ago. Uh, I think played for Barry Switzer. And uh, just uh, it's just something to, to keep an eye on. And it's just, uh, you know, it's like your head is spinning following the quarterback carousel in this era of the transfer portal, Matt. Hey, um, Christian. I'm going to put you on the spot because I don't know the answer to this question. Maybe you do, Lars. But when a quarterback that's in the transfer portal visits, i.e., what we're talking about, Auburn, Christian, what do you think they do? Do they throw? Do they take them down to uh, Sonny's Barbecue? Do they walk them around campus? Uh, Do you know anybody that's gone through this? And and exactly when they say, hey, I'm available, and they go to this school, potentially they're going to be the starting quarterback. What do you think they do? What's the meeting like? Uh, I'll be honest. I don't. I don't know for sure. Well, um, I don't. I had to. So. Yeah, yeah. But if I had to speculate or guess, I really would just assume that the 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 biggest thing that they're doing is meeting with the coaches. They're kind of discussing how they view uh, you in their system, how you would be a part of their plan. Um, I'm sure they give them a tour of the campus a little bit, almost like a basically like a, a recruit going on a visit. Yeah, I'd assume it's like that. But then when they're talking X's and O's, you know, they might ask them, hey, you know, how did y'all run y'all's plays? What was y'all's system like? You know, did you have to, you know, make the the, the uh, calls to the offensive linemen? Were you getting the, like, you know what I mean? Like, what was your role in that offense? What are you used to? What are you comfortable with? Maybe things like that. Um, I guess I, I, mean, I could probably find out. I could ask a couple people. But that, that's what I would guess. I don't know if they have them throw. Uh, I'm sure is if the, if the rules permitted it, I'm sure they might ask you to. But it's my understanding, at least a program like Alabama, they do their research before reaching out to these guys in the portal. Like Coach Saban has basically said that they almost treat it like free agency. I mean, they have people on the you know around the clock looking at these guys, watching their tape, seeing if they feel that they'd be uh, you know a good fit if they could be an asset to the team that they could provide a, you know, a reasonable contribution before they contact them and bring them on a visit. So I don't necessarily think they have them, uh, you know, doing a workout. I would just assume they could fly in, see the campus, meet with the coaches, kind of come up with the game plan on, you know, what the vision would look like. And then they kind of see if each other are good fits kind of meeting in person. That, that would be my guess, Matt. Lars, you've seen this guy play. How good is he? Give us a little description on uh, what style of quarterback he is. Well, he's a player who uh, is very accurate, and um, he can make plays with his arm, but he prefers to stay in the pocket. Good escape ability. Um, he uh, is really tough. Um, played through several injuries uh, at, at Nebraska. 
um, including, I think, I think he played with a broken jaw, if I remember correctly. Um, and that wasn't something that was advertised uh, until after the fact. I mean, I, I assume you wouldn't say that because guys like Christian Miller would know that you have a broken jaw and, and you, wouldn't, <laughs> you wouldn't want that information out there. Um, but uh, I know that uh, Nebraska fans really like him. And uh, they're they're sorry, sad to see him go. But at the same time, Matt Rule he wants his own guy, and it's it's just like um, and the, so that's why he went out and got Jeff Sims from Georgia Tech. And there's also a quarterback, uh, Michigan State, uh, Peyton Thorn. Um, he uh, uh, is a, a multi-year starter, high-level quarterback. And it, he's also hinted that he is interested at uh, interested in Auburn, um, and uh, and so um, I think Auburn is going to come out of here with a good quarterback. Uh, and, and Peyton Thorne, just a little bit about him. He's 21. Um, last started last two years. Has two years of eligibility remaining. Um, he, uh, 49 touchdowns, 24 interceptions over through the last three years. Um, and so he, he's a good player. He's a good player. And, uh, there's been several reports and rumors that link him to Auburn. Uh, but as far as I know, he hasn't visited yet or received an offer. So that leads me to believe that, um, uh, that he uh, that 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 Casey Thompson would be the leader in the clubhouse to go to Auburn and then presumably be the favorite to win. I mean, everybody look, they're di- dissecting uh, Thorne's Instagram. Uh, he follows 426 accounts. Guess what, who he followed on Tuesday, which was the 425th account Auburn football. So, uh-huh. I mean, I, you know, it's just uh, it's just everybody's just looking for clues. But I, I personally, I think all signs point to Casey Thompson. Casey Thompson wants to play in the NFL. And one thing about Hugh Freeze, I mean, he develops guys. Look, look what he did with Malik Willis. And I know Malik Willis wasn't great uh, for the uh, Titans last year. But 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 Freeze was able to turn him into a pretty elite player at the college level and got him into the NFL. So, um, yeah, I, I'd keep an eye on Casey Thompson. Would Casey Thompson consider other school in Alabama? I'll ask that question. And also, what happened to the quarterback at Nebraska from Muscle Shoals, Alabama? We'll answer those on the other side of the break. You're listening to Big Noon Sports. This is Alabama's most in-depth analysis on the SEC. This is Big Noon Sports. Securing the best mortgage possible requires a lender who has knowledge, is trustworthy, and treats customers like family. And no one is better at all of this than the mortgage miracle worker, Haley Sansing. Based right here in Tuscaloosa, Haley Sansing has spent decades working in the mortgage industry. With Haley, it's personal. Holding your hand from 
contract to close. With Haley, it's about one thing, you. Call Haley on her cell, yes, her cell, 205-792-1813. That's 205-792-1813. Let Haley help you. Celebrate the- Hey, this is Reagan, owner of R&R Cigars, the Cigar Mansion in downtown Tuscaloosa, located at 2703 6th Street across from the home two suites. Come down to R&R and see why we're the ultimate cigar and bourbon experience. With over 165 bourbons and five private barrels, our selection of bourbon is unmatched. We have the best cocktails around and our cigar selection is legendary. Our lounge and service are world-class. Come and experience the luxury of the mansion and see why it's a world-renowned cigar and spirits destination. One Tide 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. A breezy afternoon with a sunny sky. The high today 73. Clear tonight below 47. Tomorrow mostly sunny with a high at 77. And Friday partly sunny and warmer. Just a few isolated afternoon showers around the high at 81. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 71 degrees in Tuscaloosa. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Hey, welcome to Disney Sports. Well, Max Coulter, Joe and Aiden are with us as well at the flagship station Tide 100.9. Talking about T.J. Finley, he's in the transfer portal. Not really sure where he's going to go. We'll ask Steve Irvine at the bottom of the hour if there's a chance he ends up wearing green and gold. But Lars thinks, and the more I dive into the Internet, uh, that Casey Thompson may be the next quarterback at Auburn if he transfers from Nebraska because he is now in the portal. But if is this guy uh, good enough to where Alabama would entertain the thought of uh, putting him on the practice field? Um, I mean, I think Alabama is done uh, with filling up their quarterback room. But, um, you know, he started uh, – what did he do? He started uh, 10 games last year, uh, completed 63%, threw for 2,400 yards. Um, he, like I said, he, he's a good player. Um and and uh, he it looked like he was going to have a good career at Texas, um, and then uh, it, it was it would go all the way back to Sam Ellinger. Once Ellinger left for the NFL, um, Thompson eventually beat out Hudson Card, and then in his first college start, Thompson went 15 of 18 uh, against uh, Rice. Again, that's Rice. Um, and then Thompson was a starter in a 70 to 35 win over Texas Tech. It was the first time Tech, uh, the Longhorns scored 70 or more points since 2005. But um, but then he could see the writing on the wall, right? With Quinn Ewers coming, uh, with him transferring, he knew that that his days as a starter were limited, and so you know off he went to Nebraska. And um, and again, he missed two games with an injury uh, and went four and six. And it doesn't sound all that impressive, but if you watch him, Nebraska had no weapons. I mean, zero. <laughs> and and he uh, he, you know, I, I talked to a beat writer the other day in Lincoln, and he say, and he he, he told me that 
you know, there's just too many good teams out there that need a good quarterback. Why would Casey Thompson stay at Nebraska? I mean, you know, Matt Rule in year one, I mean, what Nebraska maybe is a 500 team. And uh, if he goes to somewhere like Auburn, you never know. I mean, with Auburn, it's always boom or bust, right? There's like no in between with Auburn, and uh, and I think he wants to play at the at the highest level of competition, and that's in the SEC. And he and again, he wants to be he wants to be groomed to play in the NFL, and and Hugh Freeze would uh, would would be a, a good. You know, uh, I think a good uh, uh, head coach for him to work with, and uh, so w- we'll see. But uh, would Alabama have gone after Casey Thompson? I-, I doubt it. I doubt it. You think Buckner was the guy they wanted, right? Yeah. All right, uh, Christian. Do either of y'all think Alabama jumped the gun bringing Buckner in? You think they should have been a little patient just to see who else hopped in the portal, or you, you feel like they just it was basically Buckner and you know, nobody. They would just stick with their guys. That's a great question, Christian. And I was kind of leaning in that direction too. But then I consider his relationship with Rees and uh, knowledge of the system uh, and his ability to come in there and make a pretty quick fit. I, I think that answers that question. But that's why I asked Lars, you know, if he thought he could be, you know, quarterback at Alabama. Lars, whatever happened to our buddy Logan Smothers, the quarterback out of Muscle Shoals? He's taken a few snaps for the Cornhuskers. He's now in the transfer portal. Where's he going? If we're going to really get deep into this portal stuff. <laughs> I know. Uh, um, yeah, I, you know, I was singing his praises for so long because Antonio Langham, I'm going to blame this one on Langham. Um, he, Langham was, uh, assistant coach up at, uh, gosh, was it, I, I, I can't remember, but, uh, you know, assistant coach up in like Northern Alabama, uh, at a high school and he'd played, his team had played Smothers. So he'd seen Smothers play and he thought he was just like, you know, lights out good. And he was a four-star recruit. He was the number four dual threat quarterback in the country. Um, he didn't get an offer from Alabama or Auburn. Um, he's from the yeah the Muscle Shoals area, um, and I, I think again with uh, with Matt Rule coming out and saying that you know Jeff Sims is his guy, and and. I mean, if if you want to play quarterback, like if you want to play in the NFL, all these guys want to play in the NFL, right? I mean, they have to get on the field. And if if you know you're not going to get on the field, you may as well transfer, I, I guess. I mean, I, 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 it's just, it's, it's just incredible to me the amount of quarterbacks who are transferring. And um, it's it's just this new age of, of college football. Um, you know, Smothers did make a, a start as a freshman um, against uh, Iowa in the last game of, this, uh, of the regular season, and he was okay, sixteen to twenty-two, one hundred ninety-eight uh, yards, and and uh, it looked like a pretty decent dual threat. Um, but then he didn't play uh, at all uh, during the COVID season. 
and um, and then he just got some mop up duty last year as a as a sophomore, um, as a third year sophomore. Um, so we'll, we'll see where he ends up going. Uh, maybe a smaller school back here in the state of Alabama. Not sure. Um, I think he has some talent, but uh, it, it, it's. I mean. I mean, Matt, you, you, you've seen this year, year after year. Just because a quarterback is a four-star or even a five-star doesn't mean that they are going to be a, 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 you know, a smashing success right away in college. You know, who's a perfect example? T.J. Finley. Christian, quickly before we go to break, and I, I know your association with the University of Alabama, if you know something on the inside, you're very respectful and, and you don't reveal. So I, I respect that as well. But do you hear anything uh, concerning maybe one of the guys in the Alabama quarterback uh, room uh, putting himself in the portal? What is he after the end of this week? Is that it? No, it's closed. Uh, Uh, I was about to say, man, I think it's closed. It closed on Sunday. All the guys, yeah, all the guys are are sticking through it. They're going to compete, and and rightfully so. I think that's the right decision again. no offense to Buckner, I just I don't feel that he's a sure shot to, to be the guy. I know they're bringing him in, uh, but again, you see it in the NFL all the time. They bring guys in just to enhance the competition. Sometimes bringing somebody in lights a fire underneath the guy that's already on the roster, and I think we could see that here, and I think all the quarterbacks are going to benefit. All of them will elevate their game, and I truly believe that um, we have three guys that could definitely be viable options and help us win in the fall. And, and, and if I could just add, I think it shows the character of, uh, of Milroe and Ty Simpson that they want to stay and, and fight it out. And they believe in themselves and, and they believe in competition. You just don't see that very often. And, uh, and so I, I definitely am impressed with the fact that they decided to stay. Coming up next, we're going to talk with Steve Irvine from 1819 News Sports. We'll get in the T.J. Finley deal. Maybe he's going to UAB. Uh, Lars suggested that. That may happen. I'm sure the Blazers would like to have him in their camp as well. That's all coming up. Also talk stallion with Steve on Big Known Sports. Brought to you by Haley Sansing, Union Hall Market. From T-Town to the Plains. This is Alabama's most in-depth analysis on the SEC. This is Big Noon Sports. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From our home base right here in Birmingham, Alabama. We are here treating patients from every generation. Across the United States. And from around the world. As respected industry leaders. We are here. Working hard for you. In an effort to provide you with. Excellence in sports medicine. Excellence in research and education. And excellence in sports injury prevention. We are here for you. Aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. The children's music and dance teacher who couldn't cha-cha. I was always on my feet. It was just so painful. Elisa couldn't let her students down. So she stepped up and went to the Good Feet store for personally fitted arch supports. I would work an entire day and my feet didn't hurt at the end of the day. That was when I knew, wow, these are different. But the really good part? It's good to be dancing together again. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. 
Securing the best mortgage possible requires a lender who has knowledge, is trustworthy, and treats customers like family. And no one is better at all of this than the mortgage miracle worker, Haley Sansing. Based right here in Tuscaloosa, Haley Sansing has spent decades working in the mortgage industry. With Haley, it's personal, holding your hand from contract to close. With Haley, it's about one thing, you. Call Haley on her cell, yes, her cell, 205-792-1813. That's 205-792-1813. Let Haley help you. A national championship team covering a national championship team. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Back on Big News Sports, yeah, I can't tell you, jacking up the book outside. It's just absolutely gorgeous. So, all that said and done, I'm, you know, I'm going to say something to you guys real quick. I'm kind of getting tired of talking about the transfer portal, but that's what we do. So, Steve Irvine's going to talk about it because I'm going to ask him about it. Um, Steve, uh, TJ Finley, transfer portal, no one's shocked by that. Is there a chance he could end up on the south side? Well, I mean, yeah, I think there's a chance he could end up anywhere. I mean, I, you know, I, I think that um, obviously they, you know, they they probably have a little need, you know, depth wise at the quarterback. I mean, the thing the thing that's going to be tricky with him, and I don't know if he's a graduate or not, but unless he's a graduate, he's going to have to sit out a year without a waiver. And I don't know how I don't know that he's got a case for a waiver, and you know, in this case, so I'm not sure if he's graduated or not. But if he hasn't. You know they'll have to they have to wait on it for years. So I think that's kind of that's kind of effective. And I think the other thing is they anybody that takes him has, has pretty much has to decide that that he's got to be their starter. You know, I mean he's not going to go somewhere. I don't think. I think the reason he's leaving is because he doesn't think he's going to be a starter. I don't think he's going to want to go somewhere where he really has to compete. I really don't. And, and so. You know, it depends what they, you know, what they think of the, what they have there and what they have, you know, coming and whether, you know, uh, the guys are going to recruit. And so I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it's kind of a little puzzle you have to fit together. You just can't decide, hey, I'm going to keep, I, I want him because there is some stuff there that you have to decide whether you want to wait on him and that type of thing. Steve, uh, I want to shift gears over to the USFL and uh, just a, a, a big picture of uh, a big picture question. Why do you think attendance is down uh, here in Birmingham? Is it uh, well? I'll just I'll just, I'll just leave it open ended. I, I just I've, I've heard Daryl Johnson, uh, the commissioner, um, you know, just just sort of just make some comments about what about you know the 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 lack of uh you know people in the stands and um he's he's been disappointed by that Uh, do you have any theories well you know i I think uh i think part of it is it's it's sort of sort of the birmingham nature i think a little bit but um but you know i I think the first round the first game was a pretty good crowd you know i think they were pleased with that you know pretty little good atmosphere good crowd you know, and then the other the other two, you know, last week was um, 
you know, they had a lot of stuff going on. Well, you know, the second week they had, you know, A-Day going on and some other stuff in the state. Then last week they had, you know, the Indy, Indy car race had a lot of people out at it. And, and it was, a, you know, 1130 kickoff. And, you know, one thing about Birmingham, and you you know it well, and Matt knows it well, is, you know, we're, we're pretty much a uh, – of a fan base of, uh, of excuses. You know, we all, we all, we have a lot of reasons that we don't do things, you know, and, and you know, well, there's a good game on TV or this or that, or my kids are playing or whatever. We, as a, and I love, you know, I love Birmingham and I, you know, I love Birmingham fans, but we do look for excuses not to do things. And I, I think that's kind of what we're, what, what you're running into a little bit with, uh, with the USFL right now. Do you feel that lack of attendance could be a cause of concern right now, or do you think it's just something that will kind of uh, increase over time? Well, I think it's, I, I would be concerned. I mean, I really would because you know, if, if you're not going to uh, if if you're not going to attract a, a lot of fans in Birmingham, where where you had you know where where you have a you know you have a I mean, we do love football here, and you had all last year to sort of you know use Birmingham as your you know, as your test market, and then now, you, now you, you know, you bring it back. And if you're not attracting fans, you know, a lot of fans in, in that sense, then yeah, I think, you know, I think you're certainly concerned. And you know, and one thing I haven't been able to kind of get into or hadn't got an answer on yet is, you know, the news came out earlier this week that that they um, that they trademarked some franchise names, and and the the name under the Stallions was the Dallas Stallions. And there was, you know, one in Birmingham and that. Now, I don't know, again, I don't know exactly what what the reasoning was there, what happened, you know, happened there. I've been trying to get some people to, you know, tell me. But um, so, you know, maybe that's a sign that, uh, of things to come. I don't know, you know. But, but I think, yeah, I definitely think there's concern. Are the Breakers the Stallions of 2023? Well, they look like it right now. I tell you what, Wes Hill, the running back, is no, he's an NFL yeah. I mean, he's an NFL running back, and you know he's had he's been in the NFL, you know, and on, on practice squads, and he was active in I think it was 2021 or 20 with somebody and scored two touchdowns in the one game he was active, uh, and he I think it was Detroit I believe he was playing with, and I mean, he's 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 big time now, and you know, and then you know they got a veteran quarterback who understands this kind of league, and and uh, in McLeod Bethel Thompson, and and you know, and, and I really really good defense i mean they've had you know they've had a bad game in the second game but they're pretty good defense so right now i would say yeah they are the the, the birmingham of, of last year you know our our producer aiden just uh just sent us a really interesting question over text um do you think that an nfl team would have the same issues in Birmingham in terms of uh, people making excuses and not going. And even beyond that, let's say the NFL expands and Birmingham is a market they're looking at. Could this potentially hurt Birmingham? I mean, I, I don't want to make, you know, too big a deal out of a couple games, but, but just, uh, you know, for this, this hypothetical, what, what do you think? Well, I, I don't think there would be excuses made for an NFL franchise. No, I think that that's you know that's that's to me a different animal because you know the one thing that you, the one challenge you have in the in the uh, in in this league and XFL and you know league in the spring league like this is you're watching a bunch of guys you don't know. I mean, and if you give it a chance, if you truly like, you know, I've seen all three games and I'm really entertained by the football. I think it's a good level of football. I think the players are good. 
I think it's intriguing. Uh, but if you don't give it a chance, then you know you don't realize how good it is. You know, in the NFL, you're going to know who's there. So you know, you got to know who you're watching. You know, you, these guys are familiar to them, and 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 so I think that's. I don't think it would be excuse making then. I really don't. But the the other thing is 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 what I think has hurt the USFL here in Birmingham and maybe the other markets. And I don't think I don't think it'll hurt in the future consideration because I, because what's going through in Birmingham right now is, is going through everywhere that has a home. I mean, I think you know Memphis has had some people, but it's not much different. But what what I think what hurts is in the original uh, USFL. They had a really they they had a, had a big concentration on on bringing in regional rosters. So you're you're watching this game and and you're seeing guys that you know. You know you're seeing like well there's Joey Jones, there's Buddy Adelette. You know he played Alabama. Joe Cribs. I mean you know and you're you're watching this and there's not really they didn't build it that way in this in this model. They build it more as just hey let's go out and fill the rosters with whatever talent you find, you know. And then, yeah, there are pieces that are both Scarborough is one that's big for Birmingham. But overall, they didn't do it. They, they did, that wasn't part of their model. And, and I think it probably should have been, you know, in hindsight, I think it probably should have been. I know there's not an XFL team there, but do you feel like that league is causing some conflict for the USFL right now as well in terms of attendance? Uh, maybe a little bit. I mean, maybe a little. I don't. I mean, I, I don't. I don't think so because I don't think that. Uh, you know, I, I think that, that in these leagues, it's it's you're so. You know, if you if you're interested, you're so focused on the local type of thing that you don't really know. You know, like for example, I don't know anything about the XFL. I hadn't seen a. I hadn't seen a down. I, I mean, maybe a down, but I mean, I hadn't seen a game, a full game, and I don't even know what the level is. Um, you know, and I like spring football. And I just, but but I just, it's just really not in my mind. So I don't know that it's it's hurt that I think that it's hurt the talent pool a little bit to split it up between the two leagues. You know, I think that if you had just one league, you would have you know probably a little better talent. Uh, and and don't get me wrong, I think the talent's good. I really do. It's not NFL talent for the you know for the most part, but I think the talent's good. But I think it'd be better if you had just one league playing at the same time. Uh, assess the quarterbacks uh, and how they're performing because Magoo had a brilliant, he was the player of the week a week ago, and then Sunday, Saturday morning, actually. He just looked kind of flat. Uh, what's the status of Jamar? Well, Jamar's out. I mean, he, he you know, he had that, he had his surgery on his hand. He had a tendon problem in his hand, and he had surgery. So he's, He's out, you know, probably the whole year. I mean, maybe if you're, you know, if you're really lucky and things go well, you could get back maybe, you know, for the playoffs. Maybe I don't think so though. I think he's done. Uh, but you know, I, I, and I really didn't think Alex Goo played that poorly the other day. I just think that they were, uh, you know, they just didn't. I think as an offense, they just didn't play well. I thought he made some plays. I thought he had some balls that were dropped and some balls he put there that just, you know, just didn't quite work out and. But I thought he he played pretty well. But they, you know, they brought in uh, Kyle Sloter, who was who played in the league last year, uh, was an all star in the league last year with uh, with the New Orleans Breakers. He had he had went to the, uh, to the XFL, played four games there, and got released. He didn't play well in the XFL. But you know, he's a guy that you know he came in last week. I came into camp last week, and he wasn't active because he was just there. So I think in a week or two, 
he'll 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 uh, he'll join this thing and and probably be uh, probably go back to a two quarterback thing at that point. You know, I think they hope to. But I, you know, again, I thought I, I think both weeks Alex Magoo's played well. He just he played better the first week, but I think he played well both weeks. Uh, that first half was the best half I've seen in USFL in the new version. It was just really, really good. Yeah, it was fun, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it really was. All right, uh, Steve, thanks for your time, and we'll catch up with you probably next week, as you know. I appreciate y'all. All right, you too. Um, we're going to continue on the other side of this short break here on Big Noon Sports. Covering SEC sports like Kudzu on the roadside. This is Big Noon Sports. Home base in Birmingham, Alabama. We are here treating patients from every generation. Across the United States. And from around the world. We're here for the rookies and the dreamers. Trying to make a name for themselves. We are here for the achievers. Who are resilient. And won't take no for an answer. We're here for the coaches. Athletic trainers and mentors. Who are shaping the next generation of legends. We are here for you. Aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. Dead battery. The universal truth of women's shoes. The cuter they are, the more they hurt. You have to put your best foot forward, and if your best foot is an ugly shoe, oh my goodness. Lisa Ann thought she had to choose between looking good and feeling good until she got fitted for arch supports at the Good Feet store. Now I can wear the shoes that I've picked out because I like the way they look, not because they were comfortable. Good Feet relieved her pain and her fashion dilemma. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. A breezy afternoon with a sunny sky. The high today, 73. Clear tonight, the low 47. Tomorrow, mostly sunny with a high at 77. And Friday, partly sunny and warmer. Just a few isolated afternoon showers around the high at 81. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 72 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Want to know what's going on with the Crimson Tide? Download the Tide 100.9 app today. Back on Big Name Sports, it's Miller, Matt Colton, Aiden is uh, Aiden is at the wheel today. Thanks, Aiden. Good to have you around. Um, just a couple of quick things as uh, we have limited time going on top of the hour break. Um, but let me make sure that I have the proper credit here. I think it's Mike Rodak, yeah, who's with us earlier this week. He's put together his depth chart because we know Nick won't after spring. And he already has Tyler Buckner as the starting quarterback. Uh which I kind of found surprising, and, and that's the order in which he has them. Then at running back, he's got McClellan, Williams, and then he's got the freshman, Haynes. I'm just – what I saw of the spring practice in the A-Day game, he's big time. Um, but let's go back to quarterback. Is this guy – Christian, is this guy going to walk in there and pick up a football and start? I know that's a difficult question. I'm asking it anyway. Absolutely not. Is it, Now, does that mean he's – not going to start? No, that's not what I'm saying. But you said, is he going to pick, walk in, pick up the football and start? Yeah. Absolutely not. I don't think so. Um, but could he start? Absolutely. Yes, he could. 
Um, but he's going to have to earn that job. And, you know, we, we, we've covered this, right? Yeah. He, he himself has somewhat of a turnover issue that he needs to correct. So um, that's something he needs to work on. I mean, and, and all the quarterbacks for that matter. So I don't think he walks in and starts. But I do think he, he has a, a, a good chance at starting, right? Because Coach Saban said, we're not just going to bring somebody in just to bring them in, right? They're bringing them in because they feel that he can he can contribute. And uh, they're going to give him every opportunity just like the other quarterbacks. So do we see him starting? I think there's a good chance we do, at least at some point. Um, but it's definitely not going to be handed to him. Christian, do you basically have uh, like an exit meeting with your position coach at the end of spring where you are uh, kind of he lets you know where you are on the depth chart and and what and lets you know what he wants you to work on between uh, the end of spring and the beginning of fall practice? Yeah, yeah, you do. You have an exit meeting with your position coach, your coordinators and. Uh, and Coach Saban, and ultimately they they kind of give you, you know, their take on their, their assessment of you and and, and what you um, were able to do during the spring and what they feel where the, where you stand. It's not necessarily where you stand on the depth chart. He doesn't he doesn't really believe in depth charts, right? He he doesn't. I don't think he's ever really. The only time you really see a true depth chart is like week one where we're about to actually play. Um, even when we go into scrimmages, he emphasizes that these are not. You know, set depth charts is just an organ. You know, organizing how we're going to run the teams during the scrimmage. Um, but with that being said, yeah, Lars, he he gives you that. Uh, you know, that assessment of hey, you know, these are the things you're doing well. This is what you can work on. Um, you know, I think you need, like like for instance with me. I remember one of my meetings. It was like you know you're developing really nice um, at setting the edge. You know, something that I had to work on because I was you know underweight when I first got there. So. You're doing a much better job setting the edge. I think you can continue to add strength and size and um, in your pass rush. Um, you know, you rush the edge really well, but I think you need to continue to work on your counter move, um, which are all true, fair assessments. And, you know, I took that into consideration, went back to work and uh, kept competing when I had the opportunity. So that's, that's pretty much how it goes. He meets with you. You, got, you get time to work on it. And uh, when it comes back time for practice, fall camp comes around. Uh, you better make those corrections because then that gives you the best uh, chances of you know making a contribution when the, when it's time to play. And you know, classes just ended at Alabama, and um, some finals are still going on. But after graduation, um, uh, is there a time that that the guys go home for just a little bit at least, and and get a breather from from football from campus or is it just uh man get back to work and staying in tuscaloosa not going you know in your case not going back to south carolina uh do do you Mm -hmm. take a break at all absolutely you have to you have to kind of get away uh from football for uh, you know a period of time I, i think it's healthy i think it's important and that's what most guys should do and will do. Now, obviously, they still will work on their craft, and that's and that's perfectly fine. You should also do that, but you should take time to you know maybe go see your family, go on a vacation. But you know while you're doing those things, take an hour or two out of your day to get a good workout in, or, uh, go run some routes, or you know just little things that you can do to just become a better player. But you still want to get that that break, right? That mental break, that reset. 
Um, because once you get back for workouts, man, it's 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 full steam ahead. Um, you, you're on it, right? I mean, once you get back in, you know, summer program, you know, you're lifting weights, you're going to classes during the summer, you're doing seven on sevens. Uh, it's no easy feat. So this is their really their only their true time to kick back and relax and to kind of get off their feet. But speaking of feet, I have to give a shout out to my good friends over at the Good Feet Store. Look, if you're in any type of pain, foot pain, knee pain, back pain, you name it, I urge you to go over there and do a free testing. They'll, they'll size you and fit you for these art supports. Just try before you buy. You've got nothing to lose. So head on over to Good Feet in Midtown Village, or you can go to goodfeet.com to book an appointment. That's Good Feet, improving the quality of people's lives two feet at a time. Good. Good for your feet. Good for you. <laughs> Always. Uh, man, you got to go over there, man. I think, Laura, I think Laura's, did you go there yet? Did you head on over? I did. They're amazing. Amazing. <laughs> if if Matt, you retire from uh, being uh, their, um, you know, their promotional king, I will gladly take over. Well, <laughs> sounds I'm good. the next man up then, huh? Because uh, I'm pretty sure now y'all are gone. I think, Christian, your dad is gone. So, all yep. right. You're the last man standing, Matt. All right. I need some shoes bad. Uh, coming up next, Brian Kelly loves beating Alabama. We'll talk about that. probably seen their clothing around town on game days but check out christopher mobley on the strip it's luxury game day apparel redefined it's the only place in town where you can find todd hoops apparel clothing designed for the modern day entrepreneur enthusiast and athleisure fanatic they've got peter millar biori grayson and mizzen and and if you haven't tried the mizzen and dress shirts you've got to you can find them at 1410 university boulevard on the strip also they've got a great e-commerce site at christophermobley.shop so check out christopher mobley luxury game day apparel redefined from our home base right here in Birmingham, Alabama. We are here treating patients from every generation across the United States and from around the world. As respected industry leaders, we are here working hard for you in an effort to provide you with excellence in sports medicine, excellence in research and education, and excellence in sports injury prevention. We are here for you, aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. Work is a part of all of us. Working drives us to push beyond what we thought was imaginable and allows us to come together again for the things that really matter. That's why the Alabama Department of Labor and the Alabama Career Center System is here to help you discover bigger opportunities than ever before. Visit your local career center or alabamaworks.alabama.gov. Funding provided by the USDOL, PTA, and Federal WIOM, an equal opportunity employer program. Auxiliary aids and services available upon request. Brought to you by this station and the Alabama Broadcasters Association. Road tripping, business travel, or bringing your car in for repairs. All great reasons to rent a Toyota at Tuscaloosa Toyota. You can rent the latest Toyota models for a day, a week, or a weekend. Every Toyota rental car comes with 24 hours roadside assistance and is backed by an entire team of people you know and trust. Rent a Toyota and let's go places. Reserving yours is a breeze at TuscaloosaToyota.com. COVID-19 has disrupted our lives but it won't have the last word. We will. Across Alabama, thousands are getting vaccinated to protect themselves and others. Find out where you can get the COVID vaccine today at alabamaunites.com. Please get vaccinated. If you have symptoms, also get tested for COVID-19. Alabama unites against COVID. 
sponsored by the ADPH, the ABA, and this station. Every Friday made possible by Brian Harden Construction, ASME certification, I-beam installation, fabrication. If you're building for the ground up, let's build something together. We have a crane and we will travel, not just throughout our community, throughout the state of Alabama and our neighboring states. It's Brian Harden Construction, up to 320-ton cranes available Welding, fabrication, reverse engineering, CNC machines, Brian Harden Construction here in Tuscaloosa off of Foster's Industrial Drive. If you haven't already, you've got to try Tuscaloosa's unique breakfast, brunch, and lunch concept, Brick and Spoon, downtown Tuscaloosa, Timerson Square. It's fresh food with a Cajun flair featuring a full bar with build-your-own Bloody Marys and mimosas. Open daily, 7 a.m. until 2 p.m., available for after-hours events, rehearsal dinners, receptions, and birthdays. They offer brunch and lunch. Catering. Call Brick and Spoon at 205-345-5551 for more information. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Big Noon Sports with Lars Anderson, Matt Coulter, and Christian Miller. All right, let's get to an hour number two. You heard our panel. We're all up. We're ready to go. And want to remind you that Big Noon Sports is being brought to you by, presented by Haley Sansing Union Home Mortgage. Guys, I want 60 seconds here to just talk about what I did last night, okay? My uh, grandson, Logan, is 12, and their Little League team just played through the tournament. Last night, they were in the championship game. And I got to tell you that last four or five games, my, my little man's been knocking the cover off the ball, making great throws, playing well. But last week, they had to beat the best team in the league. This team was 14-0, and and I think they 10-run 10 of those. They were really, really, they were the class of the league. Lo and behold, the Oak Mountain Eagles stepped up and slapped those men around, uh, beat them 11-4. to four. So they played in the championship game last night, and yes, they won it all. And it's just so cool to, first of all, you, you know, you have that relationship between them. A poppy, that's who I am, and grandson. It's just, it's outstanding to watch them do well and enjoy what they're doing. But... What makes it even cooler is uh, last night I counted there were 16 of Logan's family members, 16 at that championship game. So, I mean, he literally had his own section of the bleachers. Of course, I can't sit and watch. I have to stand and walk around. But anyway, let's just give a big shout out to the Oak Mountain Eagles. They won it all last night. Thank you. Awesome. I bet I I would venture to guess that Christians never even had 16 family members. I don't know. Oh, no, believe it or not, man. My family is all dispersed around. So I I normally only had just kind of my my mom, my brother, my dad, and really about it. But no, 16. And I'll tell you what, uh, even if I had 16 people that wanted to come when I was playing in the league, it wasn't happening because you only get like two comp tickets, and after that, yeah. it's like two hundred a ticket. So, um, respectfully, <laughs> I love my family, 
But uh, I am not paying two hundred times ten. I'm not now. Not two thousand dollars. No, can't. I'm sorry. You guys are going to have to yeah, <laughs> to pony up for some that. tickets or something. Yeah. How bad do you want to see Christian Miller play? That's the question. Uh, Christian, what did you <laughs> right. get at Alabama? Did you get comp tickets four. when you were at Alabama? Yeah, Matt, we got four comp tickets. But in the league, you think it's like cut in half. You only get like two. I could be wrong. Maybe preseason four. But uh, I want to say in the league, it's definitely less. But in college, you get four. And that and that's... That's you know more than enough. Or, and I was okay, not more than enough, but that's that's a that's a fair amount. But two, I guess they just assume like you know you're you're making the money you make. So you know if you need to buy tickets, it's fine. But I don't think people understand, man. Like I was watching a podcast with Darius Slay, and that's for like regular season, you know, games. You're playing for the Panthers, we're not real great, running five hundred. I mean, if you're on a bigger, you know, better team, you're probably paying even more. And I was listening to a podcast with Darius Slade, cornerback for the Eagles. Him and A.J. Brown were talking about to fund, you know, their families coming to the Super Bowl. They spent ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars. Yeah. Wow. Uh, okay. As long as we're talking about family, this happened last hour. Um, Chris and I are just sitting here waiting for the break to end. You know, doing our what we do during the breaks, looking up stuff on the internet. And there was here was the noise we heard for about two minutes. <laughs> and finally, one of us spoke up. What is going on? Well, Lars, would you explain what you were trying to do? And did you ever finish? <laughs> OK, I forgot to hit mute. I apologize. OK. Uh, and uh, what I was doing was um, wrapping Christmas or Christmas wrapping birthday presents for my son, Lincoln. His birthday is tomorrow. But we are celebrating it this afternoon. And uh, so I, I'm picking him and, and, and the girls up, you know, like right after the show. And of course, I'm one of these people that waits to the last second to do absolutely everything. And so I was using the time in the break to wrap presents. And I am so terrible at wrapping presents. I mean, my mother still like jokes about how bad I am at it. And and it's just, I, I guess that's, I don't just, I don't have the patience for it. Uh, and, and plus like I got Lincoln, a a, a fat head and he wanted Jamar chase, right? He, I've turned him into a Bengals fan and the fat head. It's like, uh, it came in a box and the box is about four and a half feet tall and, uh, you know, about as wide as a, a, dry, a, a driver golf club. So it's not the easiest thing in the world to wrap. And so um, I got him got him that. And uh, he's really into golf right now. And uh, so got him some some golf stuff. And, and and Christian, you you would be impressed. He is so into shoes. I, I can't believe it. I mean, I don't understand <laughs> his fascination with shoes, but he has that, that's, more that's, pairs. That's a problem, Lars. You're going to be coming out of pocket, man. These shoes are getting expensive, man. He needs <laughs> to go to Good, good Feet. Trust yeah, exactly. me. <laughs> go get some bricks over at Good Feet, Lars. There you go. Those are I, good ones. <laughs> he already has like five pairs or six, and, and I got him a nice pair of golf shoes and – and they're going to be a little too big for him. And I told him, like, hey, you know, there's really no sh- golf shoe out there. And he's like, it's okay, Daddy. I, I'll, I'll just put them in my closet and I'll just look at them. 
Oh man! Uh, well, he'll, like, okay, he'll, grow, but, he'll grow into him, though. He'll, he'll yeah, no, he will. Him. He will. But the 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 larger point is like he likes them not just for not just to wear them, but like just I I, I don't know. Like it's almost like collecting, collecting them, almost collecting old Jordans, yeah. right? Uh, yeah, it's yeah. it's almost like he and his buddies. Uh, in second grade, are really into collecting uh, sh- shoes. Is that? Is, and, and, and I just I, that's something really young, really young. It's completely foreign to me. Well, <laughs> you need that's to give this deal. those shoes are going to yeah. be hundred, two hundred dollars a pop from now on till he, till you're an empty nester. So, so Christian, yeah. explain explain to me. So you're just saying that that's kind of a new trend right now. Well, I wouldn't even say – I shouldn't say new, sorry. I'm newer to it. It's been going on for a while. I mean, people have been collecting Jordans, I guess, probably since the 90s, really, since even Jordan was playing. But it's a lot more prevalent, I feel like. I don't know if it's social media or what, but really one of the biggest reasons is they only release a select number of pairs. So it truly is collecting at this point. So, I, I mean, I kid you not, I mean, they'll come out with a shoe – and it only releases once every like five to ten years, and they only re- they only uh, release like a hundred thousand of them total, which sounds like a lot, but it's really not. And so people end up fighting over. So how many how many pairs of shoes do you have that you will never wear? Uh, that I'll never wear. Only a couple, but I wouldn't even say like never. I mean, it's more so or I rarely. Just, yeah, rarely. Yeah, I'd probably say uh, probably. Six, because I'm not. Again, I'm not too tenured with it either. But um, yeah, I don't know. Probably five or six. But uh, again, I look at those as investments, right? Because the value actually goes up on them. <laughs> yeah, uh, I could, I could see that. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm excited, and um, and so uh, I, I finished up the wrapping during the last break, and. So good to go. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> uh, are you a skilled rapper of, of uh, presence? But who wants to take time? Chris, oh, you're going to ask Christian because I want to know if he could rap like WRAP and rap like RAP. Christian, take <laughs> that one. Uh, well, I, I've gotten better at rapping WRAP. Uh, I've been, been, watching youtube videos and stuff uh, i've been getting better at it for you know christmas gifts and whatnot but uh whoops <laughs> um speaking of youtube videos matt uh, i i had a, a a young electrician at my house the other day and he couldn't figure something out and he just he he went on youtube and, and looked it up and saw the step-by-step thing of how to fix it. And then he uh, he told me that he uses YouTube like – and he, he's not a like a licensed electrician. You know, he's sort of just a, guy, a handyman. And he just said that he uses YouTube several times a day to solve problems uh, that people have around the house. And, again, that was – a, a use of YouTube that I, I just uh, I I haven't gotten into, and uh, perhaps I should because maybe I wouldn't be paying so much for people to come fix things for me. My wife 
uh, does it all the time. And sometimes I get a little scared because she's up underneath the sink with her phone trying to fix a plumbing issue. And then the next thing I know, it's solved. She did the same thing with our microwave. Uh, I was having trouble getting it installed. I came home from work and it was functioning right there above the stove. Perfect. So uh, that is not all that unusual. I mean, I, I don't know about YouTube, but I go to the Internet to find out all kinds of stuff, uh, you know, about I got a great bird feeder out, and I'm always looking up birds now. So anyway, <laughs> only, uh, you're only going to get this type of sports talk yeah. in sports. When we get back, though, we'll uh, we'll try and get this thing back between the ditches as we'll welcome in our very, very good friend, Terry Henley. And he's going to break down the T.J. Finley and also what happened in the spring, what's going on in the quarterback room. And, of course, since he was a running back, Talk to Monday guy. Talk to Marvin Football with Hee Haw on the other side of the break. You're listening to Big Name Sports. Covering SEC sports like Kudzu on the roadside. This is Big Noon Sports. Securing the best mortgage possible requires a lender who has knowledge, is trustworthy, and treats customers like family. And no one is better at all of this than the mortgage miracle worker, Haley Sansing. Based right here in Tuscaloosa, Haley Sansing has spent decades working in the mortgage industry. With Haley, it's personal, holding your hand from contract to close. With Haley, it's about one thing, you. Call Haley on her cell. Yes, her cell. 205-792-1813. That's 205-792-1813. Let Haley help you. This is Reagan, owner of R&R Cigars, the Cigar Mansion in downtown Tuscaloosa. Located at 2703 6th Street across from the Home Two Suites. Come down to R&R and see why we're the ultimate cigar and bourbon experience. With over 165 bourbons and five private barrels, our selection of bourbon is unmatched. We have the best cocktails around in our Cigar selection is legendary. Our lounge and service are world class. Come and experience the luxury of the mansion and see why it's a world renowned cigar and spirits destination. The Gun Chain Base in Birmingham, Alabama. We are here treating patients from every generation across the United States and from around the world. We're here for the rookies and the dreamers trying to make a name for themselves. We are here for the achievers who are resilient and won't take no for an answer. We're here for the coaches, athletic trainers, and mentors who are shaping the next generation of legends. We are here for you. Aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. It's the third. Tide 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. A breezy afternoon with a sunny sky. The high today 73. Clear tonight the low 47. Tomorrow mostly sunny with a high at 77. And Friday partly sunny and warmer. Just a few isolated afternoon showers around the high at 81. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 72 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Terry Henley, a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame, and I can go on and on and on about his resume, but many of you have heard that, and probably a lot of you saw him play. 23 at Auburn, SEC Player of the Year, and as I said, also Hall of Famer. Hey, hee-haw, what are you doing? I'm just sitting out here in a parking lot right now, just uh, living that dream and chasing that day on Rainbow, you know. (laughs) I also failed to mention one other thing. 
Terry Henley is also the collector of the coolest things in the history of the world. You'd actually have to see it to believe it. But road signs, old uh, sundries from, uh, you know, from pharmacies and apothecaries. Very cool. Gas, hey, uh, gas, gas pumps, gas yeah. pumps, anything. <laughs> and Terry has a picture of himself and somebody else that takes up a wall. Okay, Let, let's go to this. T.J. Finley's in the transfer portal. I don't suppose that surprised you. <laughs> no, I'm afraid not. <laughs> Listen, that, that was, anybody didn't see that coming as it, uh, as, you know, is is just totally not in touch with the world. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, he, listen, this young man was a talented uh, player coming out of high school. He did, he just unfortunately didn't elevate his game. He, I don't think he worked on his game and enough. You know, a quarterback has got to study and work and plan. You know what I mean? We're a running back. You know what I mean? We spend more time over the women's dorms. You know, so uh, we didn't have to do all those things a quarterback did. But a quarterback's got to work and, and continue to get better and got to watch film and but and you know just. Uh, um, it, to elevate his game, and I just don't think Finley ever did that. I don't think he did it at LSU, and I don't think he did it with at Auburn. You know. So uh, Terry, I uh, am from Nebraska and uh, follow the Cornhuskers very closely, and it seems to me that uh, the leader in the clubhouse right now to come to Auburn to be the starting quarterback next year is Casey Thompson who started at Texas and then uh, was the starter at Nebraska last season. Have you uh, heard anything about that? Have you looked into that? Uh, just uh, your thoughts on where Auburn goes next uh, for their uh, quarterback. Listen, I, I can tell you without question, I knew that Hugh Freeze was not going to start to see this season off with the quarterbacks he has on the roster at Auburn. That's not knocking those young men. That's not knocking them all. They're just not what he's looking for, you know. And uh, he was looking, has been looking for a quarterback since the day he got there. And uh, and I think that's what he's going to be uh, looking here in the portal, you know, with one of these guys. Uh, uh, with Thompson here, you know, um, I just I hope he's not colored blind because when I look at his statistics, he throws a lot of interceptions. You know what I mean? I, I want him to understand we are the blue jerseys. We are the blue jerseys. You throw it to us, not the red ones or the gold ones. Okay. <laughs> so well, you know, yeah, I think he's got a little. I think he's got a little issue. That may be an issue. <laughs> Yeah, it, it certainly is. So they might want to check to see if he's colorblind because he he certainly has thrown a lot of interceptions. But but then again, maybe he didn't have a, a quarterback coach like he's going to have on freeze, and then and uh, maybe the coaches didn't challenge him. Uh, he's he's unfortunately, I believe, a not unfortunately, he's fortunately he is a. A, a talent. I mean, he's really a talent. They can throw the ball. I mean, my goodness, you know. 
What is it about Hugh Freeze that makes him such an accomplished quarterback coach or developer of quarterbacks? I think it's his calmness. I think it's his calmness. He he, he talk, He's very calm when he talks. Uh, he doesn't get excited one way or another. Pat Sullivan was that way. Um, you know, I mean, I played in the played in, in Atlanta with Pat, uh, his friend, a uh, buddy, and. And he he just was always calm. He was calm in the huddle. He was always just calm, whether we were ahead or behind. He was always the same person. And and I think that that has a lot to do with when you learn that from a coach too. Terry, uh, what do you think with the departure of Tank? Uh, who, by the way, I still think he was a steal in the draft. I just think he's going to play ten years because. He's just a really good, solid football player. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. What's Auburn's running back room look like right now, Terry Inley? Well, you you got Hunter. You got Hunter coming back. And and, and I thought Tank, his freshman year, was a, an outstanding football player. I thought he ran hard. Uh, he had that growing uh, problem uh, his next year, and it held him up some. And I'm not sure that Hunter wasn't a better football player, you know what I mean, as this earlier on in the season uh, when he got to play, uh, you know, because of, of Tank having just that growing injury. Terry, how do you think the Auburn fan base feels right now about the state of the program? I think, listen, I think Auburn has got a leader in the clubhouse. And the leader in the clubhouse is Chris Roberts. Chris Roberts is the president, and he has made the right decisions to hire John Cohen. When he hired John Cohen, you got another leader, okay? And what did he do? He went out and, and negotiated and tried on, on one coach. He didn't get him. And then, but he was always working on the second coach at the same time. Uh, and he ended up with him. I think he made a good hire. And, you know, if you've noticed, you don't hear any yang yang coming out of the athletic department down there. You don't have any leaks coming out of the athletic department at Auburn now, as you did here before. You don't have any controversy. You know what I mean? Uh, and, uh, I think these three guys are good leaders, and uh, I think that's what Auburn was missing. You don't hear anything from the trustees, uh, you know, that used to uh, spout off and say things. Uh, you don't hear them saying that right now with this these people in their position. Jerry, what would be a success for Auburn uh, this upcoming season with Hugh Free in his first year as head coach, uh, you know, with their record, what, what do you think would be a success for them in their first year? Well, undoubtedly, you don't know me too well because my every, every time I've ever been asked to pick how many <laughs> games over, going to lose, we're going to win them all. You know, I mean, we're going to win them all. So I don't expect anything <laughs> less than us winning them all. So, you know, the only thing I can tell you, don't, hey, uh, you know, get on the track, get on the track, and start running, baby, because they're going to be chasing you. You know, but uh, let's win them all. Terry, this is a pretty general question, but I think we'd all like to hear your answer. But what is your uh, your thoughts right now? Let's start with NIL. 
I know you'd have loved one because you'd have a you'd have a blow dryer for a sponsor. Well, I'd have, listen. I've always said that I thought the player should get some kind of compensation. I mean, we got fifteen dollar laundry check when I played. Fifteen dollar laundry check is what we called it, and uh, and I, I just I've always felt like that that these, some of these kids goes. Some of them come from homes. They they don't have a father. They got the two brothers and sisters at home. They struggled by one tube and toothpaste. Now here, you get a scholarship and you get the offer, and then you got to buy two tubes of toothpaste. Okay, and and it, it's a strain on some of these families. So I've always thought that they should get some kind of compensation to help them out, just to get by in Auburn. Because uh, or in college, period, uh, whether it be a date or whether it just buy some gasoline for your car if you have a car, and uh, and so I've, I've always felt like that. The NIL to me is is not very good. It's your the NFL. The NFL only gets it right twenty three percent of the time. They evaluate you from top to bottom. You're whether you can run, jump, how strong you are. They see how big your granddaddy is, how big your grandmother was, et cetera, down the line. They evaluate you in every way they can, and they only get it right in the draft 23% of the time. Now you're going out here and asking a coach to to go to a high school and talk to a 17- to 18-year-old guy, and you're going to watch a couple of films, and you're going to give him $900,000? Six hundred thousand. You're gonna give him a hundred thousand. You're gonna give him fifty thousand. You know, ever what you're going to get him? They, they, to make that decision with no more information they had and not know how the kids gonna grow or anything, I think is totally setting the kids up for failure. I certainly do. You're giving them something and not making them work for it to start with, and I think it's gonna lead into failure. That's my opinion. Terry, um, Hugh Freeze has yet to officially coach a game, but now he's been through one spring at Auburn. Um, Has your assessment of him, your uh, view of him changed at all, or is he he, kind of the the coach you thought he would be? Well, I think think he's the Auburn coach. He's the Auburn coach, and I'm behind the Auburn coach. Okay, that's the first thing. Uh, I think he's done a lot of positive things since he's been at Auburn. Uh, The recruiting, he put them back on the map. I mean, they're working night and day to get this thing lined up, okay? And uh, and the brand that Auburn carries, he is carrying it high, okay? And and I just think he's going to do a good job. He's a young guy. He can work long and hard hours, and uh, I like what he's doing. I like what he's doing. We heard Hugh Freeze lobby uh, at the potential of playing in-state schools during the spring instead of you know their typical A-day games and uh, you yep. know playing each other. What are your thoughts on that? Do you see that actually working out? Well, let me tell you, you're sitting there with guys. Y'all played the game. And when I was trying to play in the NFL, we would have scrimmages against other teams, okay? They'd, they'd come into our training camp, 
we'd have a little, you know, just a little scrimmage, you know, and everything. And it always, there was always a fight somewhere. You know what I mean? I mean, not just one fight. There was usually two or three. Okay. And now, if you and, and if you think you're going to have a scrimmage between Auburn and Georgia, and there not <laughs> be a fight and some kind of repercussion, you know, because what are you going to do? Throw, throw him out of the game? It's spring training. You know, what are you going to do? Penalize him? You know, no, I... I'm not sure it'll work. I just think there'd be too much um, anger buildup in, in spring training. You know, that's my opinion now, you know. All right, hee-haw. We'll see you around the corner. Appreciate you joining us and giving us your insight. Well, I, I certainly wouldn't want to play Alabama in the spring and then play them in the fall when I was going to offer. I, I wouldn't want to do that. You know, right. well, you know, I think Alabama might think the same thing. All right, Terry. <laughs> get out of the parking lot. Go back to the Terry. Terry. Bye-bye. That's uh, one of a kind right there in Terry Henley. Um, when we get back, I have missed this story over the past couple of days. We're going to talk college football playoffs. Laura suggested that during the break, and we're going to do that. But I've got a story for you guys that if it doesn't put at least a small lump in your throat, then I would have to check your pulse. I mean, this one made me well up. That's coming up on Big Noon Sports, brought to you by Haley Sansing, Union Home Mortgage. The best sports talk in Alabama. This is Big Noon Sports. The story of the nurse and the foot pain that nearly brought him down. I feel like I'm giving people their lives back. Robert lived to take care of his patients, but he couldn't do it unless he took care of his foot pain. I have plantar fasciitis. It'll almost put you on your knees. That's how much it hurts. His own recovery started when he got fitted for arch supports at the Goodfeet store. Now that I'm pain-free, I can make these people feel better. Can't beat that. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. Westering the best mortgage possible requires a lender who has knowledge, is trustworthy, and treats customers like family. And no one is better at all of this than the mortgage miracle worker, Haley Sansing. Based right here in Tuscaloosa, Haley Sansing has spent decades working in the mortgage industry. With Haley, it's personal, holding your hand from contract to close. With Haley, it's about one thing, you. Call Haley on her cell, yes, her cell, to That's 205-792-1813. Let Haley help you. From our home base right here in Birmingham, Alabama. We are here treating patients from every generation across the United States and from around the world. As respected industry leaders, we are here working hard for you in an effort to provide you with excellence in sports medicine, excellence in research and education, and excellence in sports and prevention we are here for you aggressively pursuing victory over injury learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com back on big news sports at large 15 guys uh as you well know, and often point out, by the way, 
I'm a little old school. I'm a little old. I'm a lot old, whatever. So sometimes I can't remember if we talked about something on the radio or I did it with a podcast or it was just last night the baseball game. Have we talked? Have I talked about Drew Magi, the Pittsburgh Pirates baseball player? We have not. You seen no, the story? It's just, it's just incredible. He played 1,154 games, 13 years in the minor leagues. 13 years of sleeping in not-so-good motels and traveling on buses. He finally got his call up after 13 years. The Pirates called him up, and he was 0 for 3, and then he was inserted into another game, and he went 2 for 2, first hit, Banged it right back up the middle, scored a run. I mean, is that the epitome of determination? That's amazing. Yeah, no, it, it's great. Um, would have loved it if he would have, uh, you know, walked up to the batter's box the very first first pitch of, of his major league career and and put it over the left field fence but uh you know that uh, that's that's too much of a fairy tale um but no that i i love stories like that like these guys who grind and grind and grind and and yesterday i talked about how uh or maybe it's yeah two days ago i don't know um that i i've never watched field of dreams because i can't go there but if a movie that features Kevin Costner that I have watched uh, is uh, Major League. Uh, uh, and uh, isn't that it, right, with Major League with uh, Tim Robbins and, uh, yeah, and uh, Susan Sarandon and, and he's Crash uh, that's Davis. Bull Durham. That's Bull. Yeah, Bull Durham, excuse me, Bull Durham. Yeah, and he's Crash Davis and, uh, you know, just the, the grinder uh, catcher who who grooms the, the pitcher. But it's 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 stories like that that um you know i think really capture my imagination and and uh and i've always enjoyed uh writing more about the grind and the struggle and and even loss than victories because i think there's so many more life lessons uh, that are involved in the struggle rather than someone, you know, and, and, and those stories are great. Like Michael Jordan stories are great. LeBron James, LeBron James. That's great. And by the way, what, what a game late last night, uh, Lakers beating, uh, holding off and beating golden state in what is going to be an amazing series. I that's going to be a knock the paint off the walls or yeah, I mean, it's going to be a that, great series. It is going to be a great series. And the team that nobody's talking about is Denver. And I, I think the Nuggets are going to win it all. But uh, that's we'll, we'll save that discussion for another day. Um, but, no, Matt, those are the stories that I like. I, I, I like the long shot. Like, I really love it when, um, Christian, when my uh, students uh, write about walk-ons at Alabama and and what the walk-ons have to go through just to make the team. And and when I wrote the book on Dabo Sweeney, which you helped me with, Matt, um, I thought the most interesting part was just Dabo grinding it out as a walk-on and, and just fighting and clawing. And it revealed so much about his character that you see today. 
right? Yeah. And and um, and and. And it's not surprising that, that Dabo has become the person and the, the successful coach he has because of the characteristics he exhibited as a dreamer, right? As a walk-on. And uh, I, I, I don't know, Christian, like this is a, a weird question, but how did, you know, the, the, the stars at Alabama, the starters, how would you guys view uh, the walk-on players? Question. Um, that's a great question. Um, I always held them in high regard or respected them, uh, you know, because of their work ethic. Guys really, you know, had to bust their tail to earn that opportunity. And, um, you know, they were, reli- they were really relied upon, you know, to give us a good look, right? Um, there are several guys that earned scholarships, you know, most notably with me. I think of uh, my best friend and my roommate, Jamie Mosley, uh, came as a preferred walk-on, earned a scholarship, um, contributed uh, to the team frequently. Um, but no, we always respect those guys. Now there are times I'm not going to lie. You get a little frustrated when they're man, when you're tired at practice and you, you're coming off of a tough game and, and those guys are going 110 miles an hour and they're, you're just like, Hey man, relax for two seconds. That's right. That is right. Yeah. That, that, now I will say sometimes there, there's, there's a little conflict there when you're like, Hey man, we just had a hundred snaps versus LSU, man. <laughs> you got to tone it down a bit right now. We need a couple of days, but no, I'm, I'm just being funny. But no, it's, they're they're awesome, man. And I always respected their work ethic and uh, just thought it was awesome that you know a lot of guys really took advantage of it. And they took a lot of pride in that opportunity as well. Guys, can college football players last through a seventeen game season? Christian, right back at you. Yeah, I think anybody can adapt to anything as long as, you know, they prepare themselves for it, both physically and mentally. Is it the right thing to do? Um, that's tough to say. It's a tough call. Like, I, we, we spoke briefly on it yesterday. And there's pros and cons to everything. I mean, uh, notably with, with the players, you think, you know, lengthening the season leads to more injuries, right? That That is a possibility. Um, but on the flip side, it gives them more opportunities to showcase their talent, to get exposure for these scouts, to play against better competition uh, in these bigger games. So I think you look at uh, situations like that and then say, hey, that could be a benefit. Um, but really, we know who it's really going to benefit. And that's, you know, the people that are, you know, bringing in all this revenue from these games. But in terms of can they can they handle it? Yeah, man, I think they can. Uh, I'm sure they've slowly increased the number of games per season over time. I'm sure if you look back 30, 40, 50 years ago, it's probably way less uh, in terms of games being played and, and compared to what they play now. So, yeah, I think it's all about adapting. Is it the right thing? I guess that's to be determined, but I think they can handle it. Yeah, I, I want to talk about this again, and we mentioned it yesterday because um, we, we just d- didn't really get into what this is actually going to look like for the fan. And this is going to be football nirvana. I mean, it is incredible. So with with the college football playoffs expanding for the 2024 season, um, you're going to have uh, 12 teams with four rounds of competition, right? We know that. Okay, so due to pre-existing scheduling challenges, 
the the playoffs are going to be spread out and that's going to push the action deep into January. And, and, and the title game is actually on Martin Luther King Day or, or January 20th. And this has generally been a time on the sports calendar that's been owned solely by the NFL and the NFL playoffs. The result is that you, you combine this with the uh, previously expanded NFL playoffs, right? 14 teams up to 12 is just going to be incredible. Okay, so just bear with me for a second. And uh, and let me tell you what this is going to uh, look like. On Thursday, January 9th, you have a college football semifinal. Friday, January 10th, very next day, you have a college football semifinal. Saturday, Saturday January 11th, you have two NFL playoff games. Sunday, January 12th, you have three NFL playoff games. And then Monday, January 13th, you have one NFL playoff games. That's five consecutive days and nights of do or die playoff action featuring eight games at two you know different levels of the sport. And it, it's just uh, it is going to be for the fan, for 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 guys like us. It is just it's going to be so exciting. And uh, I know it's going to be taxing on, on the players, Christian. But if it's possible to increase the um, popularity of college football, I really think this is going to do it. Yeah, I mean, it could. I mean, I think college football is already popular enough. I, I mean, I, I think it's just one of those things where, you know, I think the biggest thing from this is more teams will have an opportunity in the postseason. And I, and I kind of like that idea, right? Just because I think it'll be a little more exciting. Let's just be honest. The, the playoff system has been fun. Um, but here's the thing, man. I mean, we, we see the same old teams every year, year in and year out. And I think it's kind of exciting to know that now there's going to be eight more teams uh, with an opportunity uh, to win it all. And I think that's the most exciting thing for me, um, really, when, when I pay attention to it. I think college football is always going to be super exciting. But the more teams that are able to, to compete and fight for that national championship, I think it just makes the competition that much higher. And I think it's a better result uh, for the fans as well. So I, I think it's a win-win, other than the players obviously haven't played more games. But... I'm sure they'll they'll end up adjusted to it just fine. Yeah, these are pretty well-tuned athletes. But uh, I have a big concern for the fan that follows a team and likes to go to games. First round will be at a home stadium for, what, four teams? Uh, After that, if you're a fan and you want to go see your team play in person, you better have about 15, 20 grand on you. You're not going to be able to do that. Hey, we'll continue with our last segment on Big Noon Sports. This is Big Noon Sports with Lars, Matt, and Christian. The universal truth of women's shoes. The cuter they are, the more they hurt. You have to put your best foot forward, and if your best foot is an ugly shoe, oh my goodness. Lisa Ann thought she had to choose between looking good and feeling good until she got fitted for arch supports at the Good Feet store. Now I can wear the shoes that I've picked out because I like the way they look, not because they were comfortable. Good Feet relieved her pain and her fashion dilemma. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. Work is a part of all of us. 
Working drives us to push beyond what we thought was imaginable and allows us to come together again for the things that really matter. That's why the Alabama Department of Labor and the Alabama Career Center System is here to help you discover bigger opportunities than ever before. Visit your local career center or alabamaworks.alabama.gov. Funding provided by the USDOL, PTA, and Federal WIOA, an equal opportunity employer program. Auxiliary aids and services available upon request. Brought to you by this station and the Alabama Broadcasters Association. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A breezy afternoon with a sunny sky, the high today 73. Clear tonight, the low 47. Tomorrow, mostly sunny with a high at 77. And Friday, partly sunny and warmer. Just a few isolated afternoon showers around, the high at 81. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 73. Three degrees in Tuscaloosa. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Back on Big Sports presented by Haley Sansing. Union Home Mortgage. As we wrap things up, guys, I want to bring back Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers did an interview the other day and he was asked about what it's like to be in New York playing for the Jets. And he said, it's weird. It's different. You know what, Aaron, you're weird. You're different. I still think he got a shot to take the Jets to the Super Bowl, though. Yeah. Um, I, I think the Jets have like a, a two-year window with uh, Aaron Rodgers and and they, um, you know, invested a lot. I think they gave up more than uh, a lot of people thought that they would. But that just shows you how important it is in the NFL to have an elite quarterback. And uh, and especially in the AFC that is just loaded with uh, with great quarterbacks. But I know you're the big Jets fan, Matt. Uh, what's it been like for you seeing uh number eight line up at uh at practice and there's been you know video that's come out of him uh slinging the ball around and he looks really good i'm not gonna lie there's still some packer in him so i i pull for him uh, a little bit now if they played the Packers, do you pull for all the other packers Matt, what do you do you pull for all the other packers that they've signed they just signed randall cobb today or yesterday i love randall cobb <laughs> don't you yeah like i mean randall cobb yeah, I just think it's funny. It's like the New York Packers now. I mean, they Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, Aaron yeah. Rodgers. I mean, it's kind of like how Carolina. I don't know if you guys have noticed this. Probably not. I don't think y'all probably should pay attention to Carolina. But we almost used to make fun of the Bills because anytime a guy was released or waived or cut from Carolina, or you were you know, a trade uh, target, you, you always had a very high chance of ending up in Buffalo. They, they, they started calling Buffalo the Buffalo Panthers because so many former Panthers were ending up in Buffalo and vice versa, um, which, you know, the, the Bills head coach, you know, is a former Panthers coach. So that, that's part of, probably uh, part of the reason for that. But, yeah, it, Carolina's definitely a pipeline to Buffalo, and it appears that New York, the Jets, New York, uh, is now a pipeline from Green Bay. Well, you know who got Cobb and Lazar? <laughs> Who called for him is no question. That, uh, that's who Aaron Rodgers wanted. That's who Aaron Rodgers got. Yeah. Absolutely. At least they'll get him some help. Green Bay never wanted to. 
uh, golly, Green Bay has been so receiver deficient, literally over, over like what? Uh, who's the guy that ended up? Are they allergic to receivers, Matt? What's what? their problem? Uh, Devontae Adams. Are they, are, they, are they allergic to receivers? Yeah, they had Devontae Adams and they let him go. And, and he was, was probably the best one they've had in years. Yeah. Um, uh, but they took three in the draft, and guess what? I hadn't heard of the darn one of them. So, uh, we'll <laughs> I, know, I think one of them is that. Uh, <laughs> I think one of them may be from a little bitty school in southern Alabama or something. But that'll be a dig I have to get into. Uh, we'll save it up for tomorrow. Hey, I want to make a programming note here real quick because uh, he is a one hell of a guest. Tony Barnhart. Uh, well, Bars, they still call him Mr. College Football? Uh, they do. He will be on our show Friday. I just wanted to give, uh, and I think he said he could do it at 1230. So that'll be good because uh, I'm a big fan of Tony. He used to do a TV show with him. Um, have had a long-standing relationship with him, and he's he's come out with a new book, and we're going to discuss that, and then we'll get into college football big time. That's Friday. Tony Barnhart is going to be with it. I guess that's about going to wrap us up, guys. Yeah, just real quick, something that caught my eye was uh, the the draft class of 2020, which was the COVID class. Um, and we, which meant that there weren't there weren't personal workouts and and there's a lot of uh, there wasn't as much scouting as usual and there so far only twelve of uh, the fifth year options have been picked up and wow. uh, the previous low was seventeen uh, the most is twenty three. But I think, Christian, this is a, a reflection of just the, the, the lack of scouting. And, and, and maybe it's, you know, some other factors, too. But anyway, I just want to throw that in there. Maybe that's a subject that we can get into tomorrow. I'm all for it. Sounds good. All right. Up top, oh, no. Lars has a birthday party. Hey, Lars, tell Lincoln we all said happy birthday, okay? All right. Happy happy birthday. See everybody tomorrow. Thanks, guys. We all... We'll save the audience. We won't. Thank you for listening to Big Noon Sports. We'll do it again in 22 hours. You've probably seen their clothing.